You're listening to the BCHL Podcast, the official podcast of the BCHL. Into the goal, he scores! He scores! And they just win by four! Driving to the net, he scores! From his backhand to his forehand, a shorthanded breakaway. Right in, scores! Shoots his one, third hand, Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Scores! Ozar wins it! Overtime winner! Now, here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We are back in business after taking a week off last week with a couple great interviews for you. This is the first episode of the off-season edition of the BCHL Podcast. The format will be slightly different. We won't be going once a week. We will probably be dropping episodes once every couple of weeks, at least a, a couple of times a month. So don't worry, we aren't going anywhere. And what we thought we'd do for a lot of these episodes is include some interviews that we've done for some written features for the BCHL website. We talked to a lot of great guests for our NHL Bloodlines features, our BC Born features, um, many others. And you only get a chance to use a small portion of those interviews. So we figured we would drop them on the podcast, let the fans hear the full interviews with great guests. And uh, you'll hear a lot of those over these summer months. But before I let you know who today's two guests are, I want to let you know that the BCHL podcast is presented by Fortis BC. Fortis BC is a longtime sponsor of the BCHL, and we thank them for their continued support. Today's interviews are with Pascal Rayom, who played 17 years in professional hockey, and his son Nick Rayom, who just completed his first season in the BCHL with the Prince George Spruce Kings. We interviewed the two of them for an NHL Bloodlines feature back during the pod season, and we also spoke with uh, Nick's aunt and Pascal's sister Manon Rayom, but we have saved that one for another podcast. First up, we'll go to Pascal. Pascal, as I mentioned, played 17 years in professional hockey. Most of that spent in the NHL. He played with the New Jersey Devils, where he won a Stanley Cup in 2003. He also played for the St. Louis Blues, Atlanta Thrashers, and the Phoenix Coyotes before wrapping up his career in the minors. Since this was an interview done for an NHL Bloodlines feature, we spoke at length with Pascal about his son, Nick, also got into a bit of his career and his career in coaching after he retired. And of course, we talked about his sister, Manon Réon. So let's not waste any more time and hear what he had to say. So I guess the first thing uh, I'll ask you, so Nick was born in 2002. Uh, your your last year in the NHL was, was 2005, 2006, although I know you kept playing for a few more years after yep. that. But what was it like having Nick around at that time, um, kind of towards the end of your playing career? Well, for sure, uh, I wish I would play uh, longer so it can, uh, could be older to, to, to watch me play. But um it was fun because he, uh, you know, he had a chance to to meet players, meet some of the uh, the players I play with, uh, visiting uh, some locker rooms and uh, come to game where where there was a big crowd. Uh, uh, so, so so it was nice for my kids. You know, obviously Nick is the youngest, so Nick was uh, uh, was younger when uh, when I, uh, I I played my last few few years pro, but. Uh, 
you know, for him, I think he remember uh, a lot um, because you know he, he started playing and uh, he, he had a chance to, to keep uh, keep watching me play when uh, <clears throat> you know when uh, when I was playing. Were there any players in particular that kind of were, were good with him when you were able to bring him around, like that that kind of gave him some time and maybe had some interactions with him? Were there any players that, that stood out to you that, that maybe did that for him? Um, not really, but the year I, I played in, um, the year I played in, in Europe, in the Vienna, in Vienna, the Austrian League, uh, there were there were another Canadian, uh, Kelly Fertile, where uh, Kelly played in a, uh, in the States before in the past in the American Hockey League where I played against Kelly and uh, we ended up playing in the same team in Europe and uh, Nick was uh, yeah I remember he was in mites it was mini mites playing in Europe with, with his son so both uh, his son and my son was playing together and so we ended up spending a lot of time with uh, with Kelly's family so um, actually yeah that was I think uh, that was the year uh after that, I think I only had like a two, one more year playing hockey. So, and Nick was about five years old. So I think uh, in Europe it was a good good year for him uh, to meet players, to meet cities, and uh, to get coached by uh, a German coach. So it was pretty uh, pretty nice for him, you know. Actually, he saw uh, he saw some part of uh, Europe where uh, he never seen before. So you played, uh, you won a Stanley Cup during your career. It was the 2002-2003 season when you were with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, yep. Nick would have been, he just turned one, I guess, in the middle of the playoffs. Yep. What, what was that year like for you to have Nick being so young and uh, having such an important time in your career as well? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was uh, well, the best time in my life where, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, winning the Cup with the Devils. Uh, obviously, we uh, we had a chance to take pictures with the kids and Nick. Uh, I have a son where Nick is just uh, like a year, a year or so, year and a half, almost, almost two years, and where you know he was young, very young. Where you know it's too bad because uh, uh, my two daughters were uh, like four years older than him and six years older than him, where uh, where they had chance to. Uh, Come to the the final. They had a chance to to realize, you know, the the parade. And we have the parade. The, the kids were there, so the two oldest one was more uh, aware of what's going on. And uh, Nick only remember by watching uh, some videos and by looking at pictures. And so obviously, uh, it would have been nice if he was a little bit older. But you don't pick the time and uh, and when you win the cup. So, but it's you know, it's nice to have pictures with him too. Looking back on it, did did Nick take to hockey right away? Obviously, being in a, a situation where your dad's playing in the NHL and eventually playing in Europe and stuff like that, did did he kind of take to the game right away? Yeah, well, his uh, his two daughter, his two sister plays, two uh, older sister play before him, so uh, it was kind of a no brainer for him to play. Um, you know, he was he was. You know, he had some some good talent at the beginning, but just like any other kid, you know, was playing you know, just for the, for fun. And uh, but you know, later on, he, he got he got I got a chance to work with him. Where it's almost uh, sometimes it's it's when it's in the family, like it, it's easier sometimes for the kids. You know, you know, they my two daughter uh, playing in college. You know, so they 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 got a chance to. Uh, uh, to get help by myself, you know, I was, you know, it's always easier when you're 
that's your that's your job. You know, my job was to play hockey. So for me to teach my kids or to tell them what to do was a uh, you know it was much easier. So uh, obviously Nick uh, started playing like everybody uh, other every other kid and. Now he's taller than me, and, uh, <laughs> and now he's making a so. Yeah, now Nick's uh, 18 years old now, so he's uh, pretty much an adult, and uh, he yeah. he uh, his game is is developed. So when you look at him and you assess his game, and, and you think back to your game, are, do you see any similarities between the two of you? Yeah, you know what? Like, if you look at Nick, the way he skate, the way he play, it's it's. It's me, you know. It's exactly uh-huh. the like he, all my three kids skate exactly like myself. Um, I look at Nick and the way he stand on the ice, the way he move, the way he shoot. Like it feels like it's me that I'm watching playing. Uh, I'm trying to to get some VHS clip. I have some VHS tape at home where I want to put it on a on a on a CD or CD-ROM where. Where we can watch it on a computer because uh, my uh, my daughter asked me the other day if I have some some to show you guys, but and and it's funny because it's they, like Nick. I look at it now, the same size he's got right now, and it, it was funny because uh, about three four years ago, Nick was always worried about his size, and I'm like, you know what, Nick? I was small until I got to, to 17 years old. From the year I was 16 to the year I was 17, I grew like about five inches in that year where uh, that's where I, you know, kind of developed a little bit more. I got stronger and bigger and Nick, it happened. And uh, when he was like uh, somewhere around 17 to 18 years old, so now he's like six two. Uh, but I was always his, uh, his, his, his thing that where, you know, uh, daddy, you're tall. I'm not tall yet, but say, wait, where you, you'll be maybe. I hope so. You know, and it was, uh, it was kind of funny because now, because I always tease him, him, because we have the same temper. So obviously, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to work together. You know, it's kind of hard to teach your son because I guess daddy doesn't know much. But uh, <laughs> so, but now you know, I was always teasing him, like, "Dad, come on, Nick, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm taller than you." And now uh, he's taller than me, so he, the only thing he can say that he's taller than me. But it's probably he's probably stronger too than me. So <laughs> I, I get to a point where you know, like. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't work out as much anymore, and you know now he's. I see him like a, I I wrestle with him a lot, and I see him like wow, he's pretty strong, or, or I'm pretty weak, <laughs> one or the other. But no, it's nice. It's nice to see that. Uh, I think Nick is just like myself, like a late bloomer, where uh, you know, like for 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 his age, you know, at 18, Nick is not a superstar, but I know, uh, I know the way I see him play. I know if he put his mind into it. If he, you know, keep uh, working hard like he did this summer and like he did uh, this this year, I know he can, you know, he can make it. To, you know, I, I hope so. He can make it to the pro, but he realized right now that when he works, he works hard and he, he does what he has to do. That uh, it's going to pay off. So uh, no, it's fun. It's fun to see the to see the way he play right now and see that he's he's going to get a chance to call it soon. So you um, you started coaching after your playing career. You coached at a few different levels. You've coached yep. in the, the QMJ and the AHL. Um, so when you're watching Nick's games, are you watching as a coach? Are you trying to look at things that maybe he can improve on? Or are you mostly just watching as a dad trying to support your son? 
No, unfortunately, uh, I'm watching him as a, as a as a coach, uh, as a as a tough tough dad. <laughs> I'm not tough with him, but I know like I'm, sometimes I'm, I'm I'm too hard where where I look always at the at what he has to improve. But I see when our, right now I see when he makes good plays. I see when he makes a, uh, you know when he does good little things. So uh, I'm at the point where I I can. Honestly, t tell my son, you know, you played a great, great game. You did that. You did good. Uh, you have to improve on this. But it's always a way to say to your son, you know, you, you want to make sure that the way you say to it, it's the right way where he doesn't get mad at you or doesn't want to call you anymore. So, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I'm watching him uh, as like a, a, a teacher where uh, I can help my son right away. So that's, that's probably the advantage he's, he's got. So, It's it's not like uh, it, it was my job to to play and make it as a pro. So now I can tell him what to do to uh, to be a pro. And after that, it's up to him. You know, it's up to you, either you listen to me or you do whatever you want. And I'll bet you that if you listen to me, it's going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's a uh, it's fun to watch him. But uh, like I said, it's uh, we're always critical. You know, you always try to. Uh, I always try to to help him right away. So after games, he likes he likes my input. Sometimes he doesn't want to listen to it, but uh, I know the next day he, he does. You know, I see him like uh, he, he adjusts his, his, what, what I ask him to do. So this is his first year in the BCHL. He's playing with the Prince George Spruce Kings. Uh, did you know much about the BCHL before this year? Were you familiar with the league, or is this all a little bit new to you and your family? Well. Actually, I uh, I coach in junior AAA here in the uh, in Sherbrooke, where for us it's like a junior A. It's the same level than uh, the BCHL. You know, I found I heard when I was coaching uh, for two years that the BCHL league was uh, the strongest league in the in the, in junior A. Uh, so, so to me, Nick got drafted by Shikudimi. But uh, I knew Nick was not like a top, like top, top 18 years old. And I knew he wouldn't make it to the junior, maybe only at 18 and 19. And maybe not sure if he, you know, would play at, at 20 years old in juniors. But my in my mind, I was more like the, uh, the, the school. Like for me, uh, it's very important that my kids uh, got a good education. Uh, and I knew uh, they had good uh, visibility for uh For American colleges, so um, and that's what we we hear, and that's what we you you read in papers that the BCHL uh, is probably the best league to uh, end with the USHL. Actually, obviously, USHL, NHL, and BCHL. And you know, obviously, after the year he played Cushing, he had a great year in Cushing. Uh, uh, the the phone call, the the phone rang, and uh, it was like uh, Alex that called from uh, from Prince George and. We thought, wow, that's that's good good timing because, you know, I we would we, we wouldn't want him to play either in BC, either the US or USHL or NHL. So uh, I, I made some phone call before he went there. I called a few a uh, few of my buddies that knew uh, Prince George, that knew the league, and uh, I only hear uh, I only heard good thing about the Prince George and the BCHL. So. 
Um, last thing I'll ask you about, uh, I want to actually ask you about uh, your sister Manon, who is yep. uh, uh, obviously a great women's hockey player. She's a goalie and she got to play in that uh, exhibition game, NHL game with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So what can you yep. say about her, her career and then uh, that, what that uh, instance where she got to suit up for an NHL game? Well, Manon was always like, uh, was always uh, like, uh, first of all, my, my dad coached my sister uh, when she was younger. And there was one thing that my dad always asked my sister, if if you cannot play because of pain or because of your, you know, the shot is too hard or whatever, uh, I don't want you to play. So my dad was pretty tough on her at the beginning. Uh, my sister always had to be stronger than everybody else and mentally, uh, uh, like she's she's a year older than me, so she, to me, uh, I see my sister that she make she she made it because of her uh, uh, of her discipline, the way she was disciplined about uh, about the game, about uh, about everything. So uh, she, you know, obviously when she she played junior A, uh, she got called up in the junior major for my for the team I was playing. Um, and I'm not surprised they invited her to, to the Tampa Bay Lightning camp. She took the chance to go, and uh, it just made a big story, and it was fun. You know, I uh, uh, for her, it was a, it was a no-brainer to go, and she knew it was a one chance of a lifetime. And but she always worked worked harder than everybody else. You know, to to, to make it at this point, uh, to me, uh, my my sister, she's kind of a role model, uh, and. You know, obviously, there was never a jealousy between me and my sister, and it was always like uh, uh, she she made it as a girl. It's always tough. It's, it's tough to make it as a boy, so I cannot imagine it to make it as a as a girl. So uh, we're we're proud of her. I'm proud of her. And uh, Madame, after like even almost like thirty years, she's still uh, her name's still uh, around. So she she made it. It's a good uh, good thing she made for the for the women's hockey. Thank you very much to Pascal Rayon for the time. Moving on, our next interview is with Pascal's son, Nick Rayon. Nick made his BCHL debut this year for the Prince George Spruce Kings. In 20 games in the pod, he had six goals, eight assists for 14 points for the eventual Chilliwack pod champion Spruce Kings. At the time we recorded this interview, Nick hadn't committed to an NCAA program yet. But in the weeks since then, and given his strong performance this year in the BC Hockey League, he recently announced his commitment to UMass Lowell. We caught up with Nick to talk about what it was like growing up with such strong influences in his life, like his father Pascal and his aunt Manon. We also talked about why he chose the BCHL and why he felt the college path was the best for him. You were born in 2002, which was near the end of your dad's NHL career. Uh, what do you remember about that time, even though you were you were pretty young? Um, well, like honestly, I don't remember a lot uh, of his NHL career. I remember uh, a lot of his uh, basically his pro career career after that. Um, yeah, I was I was a little young when he won the Stanley Cup for sure, but uh, I I. I remember uh, a lot of his years after the, the NHL and um, going into his retirement. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like I mainly just the years uh, after, um, I don't know, once I got to like maybe three or four years old, that's where my memories still, um, I still remember. But 
Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, a lot, uh, a lot, uh, a lot of memories based on you know his AHL um, last few years in the AHL, and then uh, his he played a year in Europe as well. Um, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to ask you about that year in Europe. It was oh seven oh eight. I know you were a little bit older then. It was in Austria. Mm-hmm. So what what was that experience like uh, getting to go to to Austria for a year and, and watch your dad play hockey? Yeah, no, that was that was great. You know, it's a uh, it's different. Uh, we got uh, we got we had to adapt for sure. But uh, you know, I was going to school. I was learning. Uh, I was actually in a school. I, I got to speak English, which was good because I don't. There's not many schools over there where it was just English. Um, and then you know, just the lifestyle. Like uh, it was everything was different, but it was fun. Like for sure, I think my dad loved it there, and uh, it was just everything was so nice over there and uh you know playing hockey as well was different but uh great experience for sure yeah it was kind of like uh kind of like going uh going on a vacation but uh for a year so it was pretty nice <laughs> so with yeah. your dad being a pro hockey player i know you you have uh, older sisters who who played hockey and your aunt was a, a great hockey player so i'm guessing it was pretty um pretty natural for you to to take to it and start playing hockey but well, what what do you remember about those early stages of you getting into the game and, and how you kind of got hooked yeah yeah no for sure you know like growing up uh in the hockey world and uh being uh, around you know a lot of hockey players and, and seeing how uh how my dad you know just going to see him play and see his teammates and go in the locker room after the games i guess uh you know the dream of playing becoming a hockey player was uh was there at a really young age for sure. And then you kind of growing up, that's when I realized, you know, you kind of see it. And when it's in front of you, you, that makes you want to get, uh, get, uh, I guess, realize that dream even more. Cause it, it, it's kind of, it kind of comes, uh, comes into play there. When you see your dad playing hockey, it's, it, it's kind of like, uh, it's more realistic if I could say in a way, just, uh, to see, to see him play. So, Obviously, my whole family played hockey. My dad was my dad played hockey, and my two sisters played hockey, and then uh, my dad's sister played hockey. So my mom was uh, was uh, supporting us. But uh, the dream of the dream of playing hockey was for sure, um, you know, in my life so at a young age. That's for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, your dad told me that when he watches you skate and, and it was the same with your sisters that you all look like he did when he skated. So do you agree with that? Is when you watch tape of him, do you, do you think you guys all look pretty similar? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You know, like, uh, I kind of, I kind of see that, uh, you know, I kind of realized that in the past few years, like uh, growing up, I guess younger, you don't, uh, I didn't really have, uh, uh, the same technique, but like, uh, growing up, I kind of realized that, uh, you know, I'm kind of a similar player to him, how he played and how I play. And uh, we all skate the same way. And uh, I know that uh, it's if it works for him, I, I guess it could work for me as well. But it's funny just seeing, uh, you know, how my sisters skate and how we all kind of skate the same way. And, uh, you know, growing up, I was not the same player. Like when I was younger, I was not exactly the same player as he was. But I think right now, you know, I'm kind of building my identity to it kind of comes back to what how he would play as well so no it, it, it's fun and it's it's funny too we, we laugh because it's like 
he's just watching my games and he would say like stuff that I would do that's similar to his game as well. So like, obviously I was young, but, uh, I, um, you know, watching videos and stuff. It's just funny how we all, we all look alike on that. <laughs> yeah. When you talk about the similar style of play, what is that style of play? Like what, what kind of a player was your dad for people that don't know? And what, what are those similarities that you see in your game now? Yeah. So, yeah. So my dad was, uh, you know, a two way, two way forward, you know, uh, he, he, he played center. He was good in draws. He was kind of a, kind of a power forward as well. Like he, he could play in his D zone, uh, very well. And then offensively he would, you know, be a physical player too, but, uh, could play on both sides of the ice. And, you know, for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same way, you know, I'm a power forward. Uh, I like to play physical game and, um, also, you know, I, I can play on the two, like on both sides of the ice as well. So it's just, you know, like it, we're not um, necessarily like goal scorers or like top end skilled players, but uh, I guess uh, we're um, similar on the way that uh, we play. So we're just I mean, 200 foot players that are physical, I guess. And yeah, that, that identity for me kind of, for the past two years, that's kind of where I, uh, I, I created, I guess my identity. And now I'm trying to play in that, uh, that game style and try to keep it to that. So we talked about your sisters, we talked about your aunts, um, and, and even your mom as a, as a support person. So what, what kind of influence have the women in your life had on your hockey career? Yeah. Yeah. So I obviously like seeing my, my aunt play hockey is, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's an inspiration and it's kind of a source of motivation as well. Like uh, I know she, uh, for her going to, you know, to play hockey with, with the guys, I guess it was probably 10 times harder than what I'm going through right now. So I guess, uh, it's, it's certainly like good for me. Like it, it's a source of motivation for sure. And then, you know, following my sisters as well, like well, Alex and, um, she, she plays division one hockey right now. And then, Logan also played, uh, you know, college hockey in in Montreal, and that's you know that's that's my goal right now. So it's fun to kind of follow in their footsteps. And then my mom, like I'm so grateful that she was like all during her our whole life, like she was just there to support us, and she was the there to support everybody in the family. And it was probably hard for her as well, but uh, you know, like that's just something I I can't really um. Hopefully I can give it back to her, but she's just really, for me, like my mom's been there, like, you know, through my whole career. Sometimes, you know, my dad would play hockey. So obviously she, my dad wouldn't be there, but she was there for us. And yeah, I guess it's a good source of motivation for sure. Yeah. You, you talked about your aunt playing, uh, playing with the men. Um, and mm-hmm. the, the most famous situation of that obviously is her playing uh, in the preseason with the Tampa Bay lightning in the early nineties. Uh, you obviously weren't around yet, but what do you know about that situation? And like, what does it kind of mean to you guys and your family that that happened? Yeah, no, well, obviously like uh, we've talked about it a lot and you know, it was, it was a hard time for her. Like it, it was hard, but it was something that, you know, um, it, she was kind of one of the first ones to do it. And, uh, she, she was the first one to actually play with the guys. And it was just, I wasn't born yet, but, uh, it's a good source of motivation as well. You know, just to hear her talk about her experience and how, um, you know, she was being judged and how it must've been hard for sure. Like, I guess it's, it just proves that, you know, you can, you can do anything you want. You just have to, give it your best every day. And uh, yeah, no, it, it, I wasn't around, but you know, hearing her talk about her experiences, it's just, 
just amazing to to hear how you know how I, it must have been hard, but yeah, I don't know, a great source of motivation again. <laughs> so talking to your dad, and I know he he became a coach after he stopped playing, but he says when when he watches you play, he can't kind of help. Uh, put that coach's hat on and obviously he's a supportive father too but he is watching with that uh with those coaches lenses so when with your relationship like are, is it are you guys able to balance the coach player relationship and the father-son relationship how do you guys work that balance yeah so like obviously like um you know my dad watches my game uh whenever he can most of my games he'll watch and um no, I, I like that he's there to watch because I know that after the game I can I'll get to call him and then that's when we're gonna you know the first our first maybe thirty minutes of our call is just gonna be on hockey and I'm gonna ask him questions and he's gonna tell me what he saw and stuff that I need to do better and stuff that I, I did good and that's just good to hear from him uh, right after the game and then um, you know obviously like if I played a good game or a bad game, like he, he knows and he can adapt to like, he'll know how, how I am. And um, obviously then, you know, it comes back to once the hockey talk is done, then we can just talk about the other stuff with my, with my mom and my dad. And I guess he's there to support me and to give me tips, but uh, he's not always, uh, he's not always there to, you know, tell me what to do or be my coach 24 uh, seven, which is good. Cause I know we'll have those talks and, I obviously appreciate that uh, for sure. So like most BCHL players, you're trying to get a scholarship and play NCAA Division One hockey. Mm-hmm. Your dad went the major junior route. I know that was the more traditional path back then, but why did you end up choosing uh, the college path? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, obviously um, I'm choosing a different path from him, but uh, it's, you know, I was growing up, I, w- I was always like a late bloomer. I think that I'm still, you know, developing and like kind of, I grew up on the late side and, um, I think I feel for me, like it, it was just an advantage for me, you know, to get to play NCAA if I can, obviously at, uh, you know, at the age of 20 or 21 going in, you know, I think that, uh, playing in the QMJHL wouldn't have been, uh, the best route for me just because I, w- I wasn't ready at that 16 or 17 years old. And, uh, obviously like I think I'm gonna just progress and be more ready and I think that it's just something that's good for me as well as you know school like uh it's very important school's very important for us and our family and uh I think that you know it's just the best route and um obviously it wasn't as popular in the days and my dad uh chose the QMJHL but uh yeah, that's just, you know, the school part of it is important because I know that if hockey doesn't work out, I'll have, uh, you know, my degree. And obviously um, the hockey part is, you know, it's it's, it's good for me because I, I kind of got better um, as the years went on. But early on at 16, 17 years old, you know, I wasn't physically mature enough to, to play in the QMJHL and to play junior, junior major hockey. Uh, so still a, a week or so left in the season, but... Um what would it mean to you and, and whether it happens now or whether it happens next year or the year after you still mm-hmm. have eligibility, but what would it mean to you to get that scholarship secured? Yeah, no, obviously like, uh, that, that's everybody's goal right now. And, uh, I guess it would mean, it would mean the world. It would mean a lot because, uh, you know, that that's, that's my goal. And obviously take a lot of stress, uh, away from my, uh, shoulders. Cause you know, like right, right now I'm concentrated on my, uh, on my season for sure. Like my team first, I just want our team to win, but, uh, you know, you always have that in the back of your mind. And, uh, 
you know, if I get the chance to secure a scholarship, obviously it's just going to be, it's going to be great. Cause I, then I can, you know, still focus on my hockey and not have that, uh, in the back of my mind and I'll have, you know, a, a goal for the next couple of years. And you know, just, it would just be great for sure. Cause you know, every player has that, uh, in their heads and it's stressful until you, you get until the day you sign. And once you sign, then, you know, it's, it's a new challenge coming up. So yeah, it would just mean the world. And I think my family would be even happy, even more happy than I will be because they're super supportive of me. So, yeah. Last question for you. Um, you played at Cushing Academy last year. Uh, when you were looking for a place to th- play this year, uh, why did you end up choosing the BCHL and, and Prince George specifically? Yeah. So yeah, obviously, you know, I was, uh, debating on going back to Cushing or going, uh, you know, junior hockey. And I think that as a player, I was ready to play junior hockey. And, um, you know, obviously the BCHL was, was my, my first goal, you know, that was for me, I felt like that was the best place to go. And I, obviously it's the best junior A league in Canada. And that's just a league that, um, I really wanted to play in. And then, getting a call from Alex, uh, my coach this summer was, you know, was super great. That was, was just a nice call. And then obviously I, I heard a lot of good th- uh, things about PG and, uh, you know, how they won a couple of years back. And I, I just felt like it was a great fit and, um, they're ho- just, you know, our talks were great. And, uh, yeah, I was just super happy to get the, the opportunity to play in the league. And obviously now I, I got to play, uh, I got to get the uh, recruited at, to play in PG and that, that was even better because I I didn't know a lot about the league honestly um, just because it's you know it's, it's in the west it's in the west and I'm from the east so I, I didn't know a lot about the league overall but I knew a couple things I heard a couple things and obviously PG I heard a lot of good stuff so I was really happy to you know get the call this summer. Huge thank you to Nick Rayon for joining the podcast. All right, that will conclude this episode of the BCHL podcast. It was our first of the off season, and I hope you enjoyed the interviews from our archives. If you want to learn more about Pascal, Nick, and Nick's aunt, Manal Rayom, I suggest you head to bchl.ca and read the NHL Bloodlines feature on their family. You can easily find it by searching Nick's name on the BCHL website, but we will also include a link to it in the show notes. All right. Another big thank you to both of my guests. Uh, Of course, thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this thing together. And another massive thank you to our presenting sponsor, Fortis BC. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, Like I said earlier, we'll be back at least one more time in the month of June. So I will talk to you then. Thanks a lot for listening.